This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And I'm Lyle Southall and this is... Encounter with God. Uh, what? Right? No, Monica Galash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you say this is, you make me sound like a She thing. said, I'm dressed Jess, Jess Drummond. No, I said, no. and I'm Lyle Southall. Uh-huh. And this is... It's just, I'm Mon Galash. It, just, it, just, it made me sound like a thing. So I thought maybe you were going to introduce Encounter with God. Okay. This is Encounter with God. You, that, that is what I have said for the last two years. I will admit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught you off guard this time. It's my fault. I will uh, let you off the hook this time. But I will not let you off the hook with the clue for the quiz. I think I'm about to give it away. Who am I? This is the fourth clue on it that I still haven't got until the fourth clue. This is disgusting. <laughs> to ease his burden, I encourage Moses to select trustworthy men to serve as judges over the people of Israel. Oh, that is such a cool quiz. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 you know exactly yeah, yeah. Now, oh, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. This Give us guy. a call. Uh, if you know the answer, our number is one eight hundred Faith FM. It's one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Or you can text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Do you know anyone with this name? I think I have met people with this name. Yeah, it's a cool name too. Yeah, yeah I went to school with uh, a kid with this name. Oh yeah, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, it's a very nice. It's a cool name. It's yeah, awesome. it is. It is. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, that's cool. All right, that um, I was not expecting that, but now that uh, now that I know who it is, I'm like, this is this is a seriously cool quiz. Yeah, I, 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 I got lots of extra um, clues just um, bubbling around in my mind at the moment, but we will keep those in case you haven't figured out who this is yet. Anyway. If you want uh, a prize and bragging rights, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. So that's 1-800-324-843. And there will be a prize coming your way if you know the answer to that question. All right, so it is Encounter with God. That means that this is the 20 million movement, 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. And some time ago, Monica and I were in this person's homeland and we found people there who were studying the same passage of the Bible as we are studying in this particular section. Are we looking at the Ethiopian eunuch guy? No. Oh, okay. No, no, not at all. Uh, Anyway, so, um, yeah, cryptic clues right there. Uh, oh, I, oh, 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 you took about this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's guy. Are you still talking about the quiz? Still talking about the quiz. I thought you'd like moved on now. No, 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 still talking about the quiz. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> so there's another clue for you right there. But uh, we, yeah, 20 million people around the world saying the same thing. Oh, the other thing I need to mention is uh, that if you are struggling with a weak signal or you are in an area where there is no signal, then you need to listen to the live show. Uh, the live show, which you can listen via the TuneIn app on your phone and you can run it through your car stereo, um, much better way. You can pretty much get signal most parts of Australia except for the Outback, I found. Aww. Not much, so much signal in the Outback. But I did have it in Burke and Birdsville and places like that. So it was all good. Mari, Coward Springs, you know, there's places out there where you can get service. Anyway, getting back to our Bible study, we're going to go to Amos chapter 8 and verse 4. So we're looking at Amos, Isaiah, and Micah today. What is interesting about this particular series of verses that we're going to be studying is that these describe a period in which 
God's people were worshipping God. So if you know the history of Israel and Judah, so Israel was the northern nation, Judah was the southern nation. Israel, when it became a nation under Jeroboam, went into idolatry, and it never came out of idolatry. It remained in idolatry its entire history until they were taken captive by the uh, Assyrians. They went into Assyrian captivity and sort of disappeared and were never seen again. Did you ever do the research and find out whether or not the Israelites spent more time in captivity? And No, I didn't. I okay. need to. Yeah. Need, to, need, need to look at that. Then you have the southern nation of Judah, and the southern nation of Judah was a little bit different. They did have the temple of God, and so that kind of you know gave them a little bit of a pull back towards God on occasions. And so sometimes they would would uh, worship idols and you know Baal and so forth, and go into idolatry. Other times they would worship God, and they sort of flipped and flopped backwards and forwards between the two. We often look at the time periods where they were worshipping God and say, well, these were good time periods for the history of Judah. This is a time period when they were, you know, they were walking with God and they were doing well. And so this was, you know, God's light was shining upon them. Uh, However, what we're going to be reading is passages of Scripture that talk about the times that they were serving God. And we're going to find out what the quality of that service was like Mm. and what the prophets actually had to say about it. Amos chapter 8 and verse 4, please, Mon. Amos, such an interesting little book. Amos chapter 8 and verse 1, you said? 4. Oh, verse 4. You know someone named Amos? I do not. Uh, Yeah, I know some Amos. At least one Amos. Listen to this. You who robbed the poor and trampled down the needy. Is that all it says? Yeah. That's a short verse. Very short. Okay. Maybe verse 5 Doesn't need to be long. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, you can read. Oh, you can go through to the end of verse six, but let's let's just stop there for a moment. Amos is talking during a period where God's people are actually worshiping God, and how effective is their worship? It doesn't sound very good. It's not affecting their heart, is it? No, because they're robbing the poor and trampling down the needy. Yeah, and that's not really what Christianity is all. About. Well, that's no. not what Christianity is about at all. Serving God is not about. Uh, that kind of a scenario. It sounds like they're lukewarm, and this is the danger of lukewarm. Lukewarmth is because you 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 decide to carry the name of Christianity, but you act. Differently. You don't and live you give it. Christianity a bad name. Yeah, yeah. You don't live it. Okay, now you can read verse five and six. You can't wait for the Sabbath day to be over and the religious festivals to end, so you can get back to cheating the helpless. You measure out grain with dishonest measures and cheat the buyer with dishonest scales, and you mix the grain you sell with chaff swept from the floor. Then you enslave poor people for it one piece of silver or a pair of sandals. Okay, so Mon, be honest. As a young person uh, growing up, have there been times when you couldn't wait for the Sabbath to be over? Most definitely. And what is the problem there? Why is that the case? Didn't understand the enjoyment of Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. And why, 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 why do you think? Why do? Because I mean, I, I know for myself. Yeah, I've been there too. I mean, I'm. Uh, I mean, the difference now is that, like, I'm. When I was a kid, I didn't have like the cares and the worries of work and paying bills and having a, a day of rest. Like now, is just such a relief. It's a massive but circuit back then, breaker. Like, right I there, didn't have like... any stress. I didn't have <laughs> any bills. Like, who cares? All I know is I had this one blimp of a day in the middle of the week where I wasn't allowed to have any fun. So, yeah. Oh, you weren't allowed to have any fun on the Sabbath. Well, I mean, 
as a kid, I didn't like going for naps, and that seems to be the most thing that happened on Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents, I take it, took uh, took it very seriously when the Bible says that they rested according to the commandment. I mean, sometimes. I mean, it wasn't all that bad. I wasn't a Sabbath hater because I was a bookworm and I was allowed to read, and so for me, Sabbath was like equivalent to just having a big old read fest. So, yeah. 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 And I think this is one of the challenges that uh, we have as Christians, uh, whether you keep Sabbath on on Saturday or Sunday, is we have to stop and ask ourselves this question. For our children, is this the favorite day of the week? Is Mm. this the one day that they look forward to more than anything else? Because if it isn't, you are doing it wrong. And that's a really, really key thing. And, and, you know, I think that we've probably, you know, um, often failed in this area. We have made the Sabbath and, you know, the other, you know, worship in, in the case of the Israelites, the, the, the Jews, they were making the other worship services at the temple a ritual and a list of rules rather than a time of worship and rather than being a time that, you know, the whole family actually enjoyed and looked forward to. And here um, he's talking about those who keep the Sabbath. So they're, they're very pious, like, yes. I'm going to uh, to rest and worship on the Sabbath day according to the commandment, and but I can't wait for it to be over so that I can oppress the poor even more than what I'm already oppressing them. Yeah. Is that kind of Sabbath keeping worth anything? No. Nothing whatsoever at all. Did we finish down to verse 6? We did, didn't we? That was it, yeah. Yeah. All right, while we're in Amos, let's go to chapter 5, and we're going to read verse 21 to 24. So that's going to be Amos chapter 5, verse 21 to 24. Mon, would you like to start reading that for us, please? I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, an endless river of righteous living. Wow. Mm. Strong words right there. Mm -hmm. You know, we go to church and, you know, if you want to find the most amazing music that exists in Australia, then head along to a church because that's where you really find that kind of talent the most more than anything else. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so what does the Bible say? What kind of uh, hymns are they singing? Are these like blasphemous hymns or terrible hymns? Is the is the quality of the music awful and it's just a, a, a horrid noise in God's ears? It just says noisy hymns of praise okay. and the music of harps, ah. which is kind of funny because you wouldn't really think harps were noisy. <laughs> okay, but they're noisy to God. I've never heard an, I've never come across a harp that I would describe as being noisy. Mm-hmm. There are definitely other stringed instruments mm-hmm. that uh, you know when you turn the amp right up, they can definitely be noisy. Uh, but you wouldn't describe a harp that way. You would also not describe a harp, and I think this is one of the reasons why God singles out the harp here because He could have singled out other instruments. He could have talked about drums and and uh, um, cymbals Tim- and timbrels, timbrels and yeah. these kind of mm-hmm. you know that are definitely noisy instruments. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you hear those kind of instruments being played, you could say, "Yeah, that's a noisy instrument." But a harp, you know, a harp is known for its melody, for its soft tones. Mm-hmm. And he talks about their harps and their hymns of praise, and he says, "Just noise to him." 
Why is it just noise to him? Why does why doesn't he appreciate it? You know, you can go to church, you can hear these amazing songs, these amazing hymns of praise, and it's all just noise. Why is that to to God? Because for to God, worship is a heart issue, and it's not it's not a harp issue. It's a heart oh, issue. Yeah. See what you did there. So, irrespective of what instrument you're playing, if your heart's not in the right place, if you're just waiting for the Sabbath to be over so you can go oppress poor people. It doesn't matter what noise or what instrument you're making; like it's a it's a disgust to God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think this is something we need to stop and think about because we, you know, particularly for those of us who are regular church attenders. And if you're not, I'd encourage you to be a regular church attender, but don't expect church to be full of perfect people. Mm. Uh, you would not expect a hospital to be full of healthy people. Why do you expect a church to be full of unbroken people? You go to hospital so that you can become healthy and you go to church so that you can become unbroken. And so in both of those environments, you expect to find broken people. Having said that, you are also going to find that there is some amazing music, songs of praise, uplifting, joyful, exciting, that will draw us closer to God. And so if you've if you you know and 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 that's fantastic amongst that you're going to find hypocrisy and that's what god is calling out here is there any excuse for hypocrisy no are you ever going to find a church where there is no hypocrisy <laughs> no no uh and so you know i have people like oh i don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites well you know that's actually the whole point mm. that's why church exists mm-hmm. it's because we're hypocrites and it's a place where we can actually address it's our like hypocrisy. Hi- it's hypocrite rehab is what church is. That's right. <laughs> church is a place where people are addressing their hypocrisy. People that don't go to church are ones who are, you know, they're not addressing their hypocrisy. They're in denial. Yeah, they're the ones that are in denial. And they will be the ones the moment that you say, well, you know, that's the difference between church and not church, they'll be the ones who will be the first to stand up and say, well, I don't, I'm not a hypocrite, that's why I don't go to church. Mm, that's right. Um, but hypocrisy is something that lives in the heart of every single person on the planet and the more you try and deny it, the more it actually exists. Isaiah chapter 1. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1 and we'll start reading there in verse 10. Do you know anyone named Isaiah? I have met an Isaiah or two. Ooh, yeah, I don't know that I have an Isaiah. Yeah. Well, I used to do a counselor at summer camp um, for many years, and so I've met many kids. Isaiah is a cool name. Isaiah is definitely a cool name. Yes. Uh, where am I going in Isaiah 1? Isaiah chapter 1. Oh, we read this the other day. Maybe we'll come back to this one. Maybe let's do Micah first. Back and forth, Lyle. Back and forth. Here we so go. you need some practice just flicking your pages of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Micah? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Micah Laposa. I know a couple of Micahs. Oh, yeah? I'm related to a Micah. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. I have a cousin. The Micah I know is, I think he's nine. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Micah, if you're listening, down yeah. in Geelong. Big shout out to all of our Geelong listeners, yes. including Micah this morning. Yes, and his mum, Amy, and his yeah, mum's friend, Carrie. Yeah, anyway, let's go on. Yep. Uh, Micah chapter Sorry, 6. Sorry, Cassie, not Carrie. I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about Carrie here in Newcastle. Micah chapter 6. I still have a question for you. Yeah. Is he nine right now or is he nine when you last knew him? Last, because it's been a couple him. of years since you've been down there, saw him. No, 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 I've seen him recently. Okay. Yeah. He could be 10 by now. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, you're forgiven. 10 is not much. Hey, look, you got a free shout out on the radio. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Micah chapter 6, verse 6, 7, and 8. 
What can we bring to the Lord? What kind of offerings should we give him? Should we bow before God with offerings of yielding calves? Shall we offer him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? No, O people. The Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Okay, let's uh, think wow. let's think about this for a moment because in the Old Testament system there was a sacrificial system. Mm. And the Bible says that God enjoyed the sacrifices. Yep. He appreciated it when they made sacrifices. And so in the sacrificial system they would bring a uh you know typically a lamb as an offering. They confess their sins over the head of the lamb. They would take the life of the lamb. And typically what would happen is that the priest would then eat the flesh of the lamb. And as he entered into the temple, he would carry the sin in his body into the temple and transfer it from the sinner. It was transferred from the sinner to the lamb, to the priest, to the temple. Um, and so this was not a matter of uh, just you know senseless killing of animals uh, for no purpose at all. Uh, they served a dual purpose. One, they would, uh, they would feed the priest um, and his family and so forth. But um, also they would, um, you know, provide a object lesson of forgiveness for the sinner who had committed a sin. Um, so yeah, so this is this is yeah, and so God's like, yeah, I appreciate it when you sacrifice. And there were a number of different sacrifices. You could you could bring um, olive oil was part of one of the sacrifices. So there was um, yeah a number of different sacrifices that could be offered here, and the Bible talks about. Uh, I think you know this was something that um, the Israelites at times would get confused over because when the Bible says that God appreciated their sacrifices, like okay, great, the more we sacrifice, the more God will appreciate it, and we love God, so we will sacrifice more. But you can bring a sacrifice fairly easily without actually worshiping God in your heart, isn't that so? Yes. So this reminds me of a passage in Matthew chapter 7. Uh, let's flick over there. Hold your finger here, Mon, because we're going to come back to this. Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to hold my yarn here. Uh, your, your yarn. All right. Yeah, because yeah. Mon is crocheting as she always does. I nearly accused her of knitting. But yeah, I would have had to belt you with a crochet hook. That's, Matthew. Yeah, done. It's like, what, is it a three millimeter? <laughs> it's a five millimeter. Actually, okay. you're right. It is a three millimeter. Uh-huh. See? Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, savvy to the crochet, Lyle. Uh-huh. Okay, Matthew Sa- savvy chapter. Savvy to measurements, anyway. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 21, please. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Keep going. On the judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many, many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Okay, there you go. Ooh, who break God's laws. Mm. Yeah. So not everyone who says, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, will be going into heaven. Not even everybody who says, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and I can cast out demons and I can do miracles and I can do many wonderful works. Yeah, because that's all it takes. Everyone could go to heaven. Everyone ever could go to heaven. Just say, hey, I'm a Christian now. Whoop, there it is. And there are some people who teach that. You know, all you've got to do is confess the name of the Lord Jesus Christ um, and do it sincerely, and that's it. Your freedom of choice is gone and removed forever. You are going to heaven like it or not. Mm. 
and uh, they, you know, you go to their funeral and worry, well, this person lived a pretty wicked life, but, you know, we know that they confessed Jesus Christ, so therefore we can look forward to seeing them in heaven. No, salvation is based around a relationship with Jesus Christ and a continuing walk with him. Yep. Salvation is something we can experience every day, mm-hmm. not just once in our life. And, uh, and, and so when you look at this passage here, you've got Jesus talking about those who say they worship him, but their heart is actually a long, long distance from him. And people might think that's cold, but if you think about it, it's like saying, hey, I'm friends with Donald Trump. Everyone can say they're friends with Donald Trump, but not everyone actually is friends with Donald Trump. The difference is, of course, that Donald Trump's not interested in being friends with most of us, but yes, God is interested in having... Probably most of us aren't interested in being friends with Donald Trump. <laughs> but God is interested in having a relationship with each one of us. Absolutely. This is Kathleen Carnally. For he has shown thee, O man, what is good and his right plan. What the Lord does require Let this be our desire To do justly To love mercy Oh uh-huh. 
That was Kathleen Carnali with Micah Chapter 6, Verse 8. Put to music. There you go. Love a good scripture song. Great way to memorize scripture right there. Okay, so let's go back to that passage because it does go very, very closely with the passage we've been reading here in Matthew Chapter 7 where we're discussing what worship actually is and what the highest form of worship is. And the highest form of worship is the total giving of yourself to somebody else. That is not what you have taking place in Micah chapter 6. Why don't you read for us that passage there, uh, Mon, just starting in verse 6 for a moment. What can we bring to the Lord? What kind of offerings should we give him? Should we bow before God with offerings of yearling calves? And next verse as well. Should we offer him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Okay, so... Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? All right, so it gets more and more extreme, doesn't it? It starts with yielding calves, and it's like, oh, that's fair enough, you know, within the system of ancient Israel. Yeah, we, why would we not honor God with the sacrifice of a yielding calf? And then thousands of rams. Then thousands of rams. Like, okay, that's really extreme. And, and then, then what have we got? 10,000 rivers of olive oil. Uh-huh. And then sacrificing your firstborn child. Okay, so we are basically looking at, you know, just get the extreme it takes the extreme to the ridiculous hmm. and really what we're looking at here Micah is asking the question is god all about quantity or quality oh quality for sure you know when it comes to prayer is it the quantity of our prayers if we pray often enough does that mean that god can hear us better? If we pray louder, can he hear us better? Or is God actually about uh, quality rather than quantity? I'd say quality because, you know, you have those people who just chant and do their little over and over and over and over and over again. They spin their prayer wheels and they flap their prayer flags just to get thousands and thousands and thousands of prayer up. But, you know... I don't, I don't think God wants to hear those kind of prayers. They're meaningless to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember a very interesting story, uh, testimony that my dad shared with me as a young person growing up. Uh, he bought two machines, a, uh, a Howard Rotary Ho and a, um, I forget what it's called. It was one of these big old um, saws that's kind of predated the chainsaw, but it had a circular saw on it and it had uh, big long handles on it and an engine in the middle, but used it for cutting up firewood. He bought these two machines uh, to use for himself, and then suddenly found himself having quite a profitable side business. And these machines were suddenly very, very busy. So outside of his work hours, he was, um, you know, he was he was cutting firewood. He was rotary people's gardens, um, and making good money out of it. And so he decided, you know, he wanted to do something for the Lord. And so, like, okay, I'm going to dedicate these two machines, two machines to God. And guess what happened to his business? Uh, exploded. It failed. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. From that point forward, 
<laughs> he makes this. Th- he dedicates these two machines to God and the service of God. And from that point forward, he never got another single job for either of those machines. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so if you want your business to fail, dedicate it to God. That's the moral of the story, right? <laughs> no. No, well, it messed with his head, mm. as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. It, it really would. And he took it to God in prayer, and it took him a, t- a, a while before he actually understood the lesson that God was trying to teach him. And, you know, my dad is a very self-sufficient kind of person, and God was trying to, you know, and the lesson that he learned from this was that, you know, God doesn't actually need our money. Mm. What God wants more than anything else is our heart. And my dad, you know, very practical person, very, um, you know, get out there and do something kind of person. Um, he, 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 he learned the lesson out of this that, um, that, you know, he could be very busy doing things for God, but that did not mean that he had a connection with God. And the connection with God was what was actually the most important thing. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of a story that is the complete opposite of what you would expect. It's true. Dedicate this stuff to God, you expect the business to explode. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't explode. went the other direction because in my dad's situation, he had a different lesson that God wanted to teach him and a very valuable lesson and a lifelong lesson. Um, and then, you know, something obviously we, we can share. And so God doesn't want our quantity. He wants our quality. We can give him heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of stuff. And we look really good here on this earth. We can give him 10,000 rivers of oil. That kind of conjures up a strange kind of yeah. mental image for me. Um, but yeah, he's like, I don't want your 10,000 rivers of oil. What I really want is your heart. And when you give you give me your heart, then how am I going to respond? And that's what, uh, of course, verse 8 is all about uh, in this particular passage right here. Okay, let's go to, where are we going to next? Um, Let's now go back to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 10 to 17. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10 to 17. Here's another interesting question that comes out of this particular Bible study. Have you ever found yourself guilty of being more concerned about religious forms and rituals than about helping those in need right around you? Mm, That's a very good question. Ever been there? Yeah, I think I have, yeah. What did you learn from that experience? should have just done what God told you to do. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I think the more, you know, and various churches, you know, some churches have more forms and rituals than others. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, Roman Catholics have a lot of forms and rituals. Um, for us as Seventh-day Adventists, we don't have that many. But we do have the Sabbath, which is very, very important to us. And here's an interesting question. Have you ever held back from helping someone because it was the Sabbath day? I can't remember. Yeah, it's but it's something that we probably should all, you know, stop and think about. And you, as a listener, need to simply place it in the context of you know your faith community and what is super important to your faith community. Um, Something that you sort of like. This is a form and a a ritual, and you know, in in our case, the Sabbath, of course, is is solidly biblical. It's not just um, a tradition, but in keeping that. And in keeping the law of God, do we actually break, on occasions, the bigger principle 
of serving God from our heart. It's something I think we all should do some self-reflection on. I definitely think we need more worried about what God thinks of us and what people think of us, which I think can be very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that there's been times when, you know, uh, people have come to me like, well, I did this and I did that. And your first reaction is, really? You know, did you need to do that? Mm. But then, you know, we weren't in that situation and that environment at that time, at that moment, who are we to judge? Yeah. I know that there's certainly been times in my experience where I've been challenged with this, you know, because another one of the forms and rituals that is very important to us as Seventh-day Adventist is uh, baptism by immersion. And, you know, there's been some occasions when I've been faced with some, some challenging questions right there, you know, and I have to stop and ask myself, what is the best scenario for this person's salvation at this particular point in time? And what are the, you know, what are the, what are the, what will the alternatives be if I act differently? Anyway, um, oh, we are just about out of time, Mon. I don't know that we've got time for Isaiah chapter 1. Yeah, which is a pity because it's a really great uh, load of verses. But we did read it on Monday. Yes. So we don't need to read it again. Yeah. But it does finish with, come now, let let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. We're going to move on. This is uh, Mark Miller with My Faith Has Found a Resting Place. Not in device or creed I trust the ever-living one His wounds for me shall plead I need no other argument I need no other plea It is enough that Jesus died Died. 
Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. (laughs) Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. There is nothing in this world that can truly satisfy me like Jesus.
Listening to Carly Fletcher with Nothing in This World here on Faith FM. It is time for. We still have another clue for the. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I forgot yeah. it, didn't I? I skipped it. It's all right. I'm going to blend Oops. the two together. Who am I? Is our final clue. My daughter's name is Sephora, which makes me Moses' father in law, father in law, and uh, I'm a priest of Midian. So who is that? Give us a call 1 800 and an Ethiopian. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Seeing as we were in Ethiopia. That's right. And it's such an awesome country. Give us a call if you know the answer. The number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Um, and if you get it right, we're going to send you a prize. Lyle, time for question of the day. Yes. What is our question this of the day today? Very interesting one. I'm really enjoying this one. What happens to hell after the millennium? Okay. To understand what happens to hell after the millennium, we have to understand whereabouts hell is. And the Bible is very, very clear as to the location of hell. In uh, Second Peter, I'll start here, seeing as uh, my Bible was open to this page. But anyway, Second uh, Peter chapter three and verse seven, the Bible says, "But the heavens—that's that's the atmospheric heavens or the atmosphere—and the earth which exists now, by the same word." are kept in store, preserved until the fire against the day of judgment and un- of and perdition of ungodly men. Okay, so the Bible says that the location of hell will be this earth and this atmosphere. And it's kept in reserve. It is stored until the day of judgment against ungodly men, the day of perdition, etc. In other words, hellfire. The Bible is very, very clear that hellfire is not burning right now. Uh, in fact, uh, right here, the Bible says the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. The Bible very, very clearly says that hellfire is something that will take place in the future. And then a few verses on, Peter tells us exactly where it will take place, and that is right here on the surface of the earth. Okay. Just in case that was uh, a little bit cryptic and you're sort of thinking, yeah, maybe that could be explained away a number of different ways, then let's go over to Revelation chapter 20, which gives us an actual description of the event of hellfire. And in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 9, the Bible says, And the wicked went up on the surface of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. That's the new Jerusalem. The Bible describes it coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, comes down to this earth and lands on this earth. The wicked, because the second resurrection takes place, um, when the wicked are raised, the wicked, the Bible says, they go up on the surface of the earth and surround the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire comes down from God out of heaven and devours them. Okay, so the key to understanding what happens to hell after the end of the millennium is understanding the location of hell. Hell is located on the surface of the earth around the new Jerusalem. 
Now, the Bible says that the walls of that city are as clear as crystal. You can see straight through them. And so there are those who will say, well, hell is going to burn forever. You know, we just read that the Bible says that uh, hell here will uh, devour the wicked, that it will go out, that they'll be devoured by it. But others say, no, 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 the word devour doesn't mean devour, it means preserve, and they'll be preserved there forever. Well, if we go over to uh, Malachi, Malachi, that's the last book of the Old Testament, we can read about it right here. And the Bible tells us exactly what happens to hellfire after the millennium. Um, so we'll read, where'd Malachi go? It was here in my Bible. I'm sure it's just before Matthew. Here we go, Malachi chapter 4 and verse 1. The Bible says, For behold, the day comes that shall burn as an oven. That's hellfire. And all the proud, yes, and all those that do wickedly shall be like stubble. And the day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. It will not leave them in neither root nor branch. And so the Bible says that it will burn them up, it will devour them, there will be nothing left. And then it goes on in verse 3 and it says, And you shall tread down the wicked, for there shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. And so the Bible tells you what happens to hellfire. It goes out because it turns the wicked into ash, and those ash that those ashes will be under our feet. Okay, one more verse very, very quickly. Uh, just to describe, are we going to be walking around, you know, in just big piles of ash? No, not at all. The Bible says that God will recreate this world. Uh, Revelation 21 verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. God recreates a beautiful world around the new Jerusalem that becomes our home for the rest of eternity. Got a question? Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. The swirling darkness bearing down Of God the smile turned to a frown The weight of sin, the bitter cup of woe The dregs he drank that choked his cry As even Jesus asked God why The burden none of us will No words for this For it is mercy's kiss There are no words for this No words So I sing No way. 
Alison Brooke, no words. What have you got for us there, Mon? I got some words for you. You got some words? In a book. <laughs> a whole book full of words. A book of words. Yes. Mon called, has her book of words. <laughs> this is called Love Not the World. It's a, it's a book about um, a prophetic calling to holy living. Um, so we were discussing earlier about, you know, that that lukewarm Christian walk where we, you call yourself Christian, but you're not really living it. Um, and this is this book is a great book about, um, I suppose, an angle on that. It's written by Watchman Nee. And uh, this book we are giving away for free. Today, oh, cool. Right now. Just give awesome. us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. First person through will get a copy of Love Not the World, A Prophetic Call to Holy Living by Watchman Nee. Do I you, love this guy's name. Yeah, it is really cool name. One, one of the yeah, one of the best ever. Yeah, he was actually a uh, noted Chinese Bible teacher and Christian leader. Uh, he began his preaching ministry while still a university student, and from 1923 to 1950, so in the space of 27 years, he founded 200 churches. Lyle, that is phenomenal. Yep. So he's starting as uh, small groups, meeting in rented houses. Uh, they became self-supporting congregations, um, and they all became very strong spiritually, and they grew rapidly. And it's just an incredible, incredible guy, uh, right? An incredible book. Con- uh, he basically concentrated on deepening spiritual life through intensive training in the Word of God. Mm. Um, so this book is, uh, you know, part of his ministry. Uh, it's a wonderful book. It's a hard-hitting and it's a little bit controversial. Um, but you know what? This book is going to be a great read for you. Give us a call. Love Not the World by Watchman Nee, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Okay, and don't forget that if you would like to know more about the Bible, then we can make that happen for you. You can have uh, tutoring in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, my Free. son at the moment is doing uh, Bible work in the Raymond Terrace uh, Thornton area. So mm-hmm. if you're in that kind of an area um, in New South Wales, he would love to come and study the Bible with you. And uh, but there's plenty of teachers all over Australia. Oh, that's right. We, yes. we can. Give us a call. We we know people as we as we say so often. We know people but who know people. Or and you can we just can, study online. You don't have yeah. to have someone come to your house. So, or yeah. do a correspondence course. You can do yeah. my course via correspondence. That one is called the Prophetic Code. If you like uh, prophecy. girl I used to be, dear me, 
are some things that you should know It's not my intention to embarrass or to shame you What's inside the rearview mirror is closer than it appears We do the best that we know how with what we have been given And the difference between you and I is I've been given time
I'd learn this in a day or two or three. So ask a lot of questions, but Jesus.